Hello, and welcome to episode six of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about awesome female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment, and the actors behind these memorable characters. Tonight, we'll take a look at one of my favorite web series of all time, Carmilla. Before we dive headfirst into this magical campus of Silas University, let's cue the news. News. First up, Ant-Man and the Wasp have a new TV spot out, and it's pretty funny. I really enjoyed Ant-Man and found it to be a pretty refreshing superhero movie. This latest installment releases on July 6, 2018. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is releasing this weekend on June 22nd. I'm excited to see Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard having some more dinosaur adventures. I loved the original trilogy, and I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. Are you excited? Lastly, in the world of comics, both Batgirl and Catwoman are getting new costumes. DC Comics has brought on a new creative team to revamp Batgirl and Catwoman, and you can check out the new costumes and a bit more about their upcoming comics at the link in the show notes. That's it for the news. Let's go on with the show. Let me give you a little bit of a background on this series. It is different than anything I've discussed previously on the show. Carmilla is a web series based on the 1872 novella by the same name. It's an early vampire tale, and I believe it predates Bram Stoker's Dracula by about 20 years. Carmilla is the web series updates the gothic story and brings it into the modern storytelling arena. This series follows a scrappy and adorably innocent journalism student, Laura Hollis, as she learns to navigate life at Silas University, a super weird supernatural university nestled in Austria. Along with her mysterious roommate vampire, Carmilla Karnstein, they join forces to discover the dark and terrifying secrets that haunt the campus of Silas University. Throw in a floor don or resident assistant who has a penchant for cleaning, a science uber nerd, a doofy and lovable jock named Kirsch, and you've got one hell of a fun web series to binge. This Canadian series ran for three seasons from 2014 to 2016, and uh, it averaged about 36 episodes a season on Kinda TV's YouTube channel and was, in fact, so wildly popular that it garnered its own feature film that released last year. Now, there are even talks of a possible primetime series for it, too. I'll definitely keep you updated if that happens. One thing that made this web series so unique is that its executive producer was You by Kotex. Yes, a tampon company was the producer of this charming and hilarious series, and it had some of the best product placement I've ever seen. Beyond that, though, they allowed this series to be bold and unique and to tell important stories. It made me like the company a lot more, that's for sure. Another unique thing about this series is that the cast and crew are almost entirely female. Elise Bauman and Natasha Negavanlis are the leads, and both have won Canadian Screen Awards, those are Canada's version of the Emmys, uh, for fan favorite over the past two years. Both, I believe, have received incredible opportunities due to their roles on Carmilla, including guest spots on Canada's Murdoch Mysteries TV series, one of the longest-running and highly-regarded Canadian series in history. And Elise was even recently on an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. I foresee some super great things happening for both of them in the future. 
The cast is rounded out with Caitlin Alexander playing LaFontaine, Annie Briggs playing Lola Perry, Sharon Bell playing Danny Lawrence, Nicole Stamp playing Mel, and Sophia Walker playing Matska Belmont. Oh, and I can't forget Matt O'Connor playing Kirsch and Aaron Chartrand as JP, the sentient library catalog. There are a few other cast members, but those are the main ones you'll see interacting consistently through the three-season run and in the feature film. The web series is uniquely shot. Almost the entire three-season run is shot from a stationary webcam at the front of the stage. The first two seasons were shot in really incredible, kind of creepy old houses, and the third season was shot on an actual stage set. The sets are immaculately decorated, and every time I watch the series, and I've done that three three teams? I've done that three times since I discovered it. There are little things I notice about the sets, like the placement of a U by Kotex box, or a pop culture reference. You can really tell that the set designers and crew of the show are legitimate nerds, and they fit right in with the rest of us. Now that we have a bit of background, let's dive into talking about the characters and their dynamics. Lara Hollis is essentially the lead of this show, and one of my favorite web series characters of all time. She draws the audience into her adventures immediately because she speaks directly to you, gentle viewers, that's what she calls you, and invites you to come along on her journalism project. I know, it doesn't sound that exciting, but give it a chance. It will definitely hook you, or at least I feel like it'll hook you. Lara is young and idealistic, and she always sees the best in people, even that incredibly messy vampire who has randomly moved into your dorm room. One of my favorite things about Lara is how optimistic she is about life and her belief that good will always triumph over evil. Even if that evil is your roommate's freaky old as Moses vampire mother, or some sort of anglerfish god trapped in a pit of despair. Lara is awkward and endearing to me. She reminds me of an exuberant Nancy Drew meets Buffy meets Veronica Mars. She instantly connects with Perry and LaFontaine, and they form a quirky band of co-ed sleuths trying to figure out where Lara's roommate Betty has disappeared to. But things are so much more complex on the campus of Silas, and when they're not fighting off giant fungus unleashed by the Alchemy Club or dealing with harpy attacks, they're trying to capture Carmilla so she doesn't eat Laura. At least that's what they thought was going to happen right at the beginning. Laura is the kind of person that you want in your corner when no one else will believe you. Laura will have your back. She was raised by an overprotective father. You get to meet him in season three. He is one of the funniest characters on the series. And I think that, coupled with her determined, inquisitive nature, makes her just a little bit reckless in a really good way. She can reason her way through things that would take most of us several weeks to work out, and she can do it quickly. And if she can't reason her way through it, she may just run and dive headfirst into the unknown. She's not afraid of change or scary situations. It's kind of incredible. Her magnetic personality draws the team together and encourages them to fight together to defeat evil supernatural forces. She even manages to tame Carmilla. One of my favorite quotes is from season two. Lara asks why Carmilla is always so willing to save her. Carmilla responds, because in over a century, you are the only person I ever found worth saving. 
Lara pushes everyone around her to be a better person and to see that they deserve better than what they're currently living through, even Carmilla. Now, let's go ahead and get to know Carmilla a little bit. Carmilla is a broody, at least three centuries old vampire who has done some pretty terrible things in her hundreds of years. She's murdered countless people, fed off countless people, and lived a wild life with her sister vampire Matska, or Maddie as she calls her. Then she meets Lara, and she finds herself drawn to her. She wants to protect her. She wants to change. Carmilla, being hundreds of years old, has seen the rise and fall of several nations, the greed and uh, the terribleness of generations. Because of this, I believe she becomes quite jaded, but there's a little spark in her, a little rebellious side to her, uh, a desire to change and get out from under her mother, the Dean's, thumb. Carmilla, as a character, has some interesting parallels to Sarah Lance in the Arrowverse. Both women had traumatizing situations thrust upon them, Sarah on the island, and Carmilla uh, getting turned into a vampire at a young age. I think she was in her early or late teens. Both fell into darkness. Both did some pretty terrible things that they do not believe they're worthy of happiness. Both have pretty excellent redemption stories. Uh, I invite you, after you watch this series and as you watch some of the Arrowverse uh, shows, to kind of see the parallels between the two. And I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on those um, over on the Lasers and Lockets Discord or on Twitter. Elise, when speaking about Carmilla as a character, said, Sometimes the thing you think is a monster isn't really a monster, and everything turns out okay. That really resonated with me. Carmilla is initially perceived as that monster, an untamable force. But Lara sees something in her and urges and, and encourages her to be a better person. I think in our lives, we often encounter those things that we fear implicitly, but when we investigate further, we learn that everything is not really as it seems, and we learn everything we need to know, and we see that it's not so scary after all. Carmilla is a wise and mature creature, and uh, she's really controlled in her behavior. When casting her, Natasha Negavanlis has said that she was picked because she was the only actor that believably played a character hundreds of years old. I think that really speaks to Natasha as an actor. Carmilla and Lara have incredible chemistry on the show, and it's likely because Natasha and Elise have incredible chemistry as humans. I encourage you to watch some of their interviews that they've done and some of their panels that they've done at conventions. They play off each other really well, and there is a really tangible trust between the two. At the most recent Clexicon in Las Vegas, um, there's a really funny panel where the moderator gives them a couple of scenes to improvise, and it's super funny. They're, they just play really well together. Um, it's, it's a great thing to check out. The, the actors themselves, they push each other to be better as actors, and it comes across really smoothly in the characters they portray on Carmilla. Natasha has said on a number of occasions there is, quote, magic when her and Elise act together. Carmilla has some of the best one-liners and powerful monologues on this series. Since she's attended university for 60 plus years, she's learned just about everything about a lot of topics, and yet Lara keeps her on her toes all the time. Carmilla and Lara aren't without their growing pains. Carmilla is much older than Laura, and sometimes it really shows. 
Lara sometimes exhibits even some abusive relationship tactics like, quote, if you really love me, you do this thing for me, close quote. And it gets to Carmilla. Much of season two is spent in a lot of angsty turmoil because of it. But the two characters grow really astonishingly astonishingly well through the series and they both become more mature and reasonable as characters and I just have to say how incredible the writing is on the series because they really help to grow the characters together and they also kind of helped them to grow pretty slowly as the seasons went on uh, a lot more like it would happen in real life it's it's a pretty neat thing Probably one of my favorite quotes from the series is by Carmilla in season three. She's talking to Laura when they're not entirely certain they're going to survive the next 72 hours. I actually did up a little piece of art with this quote on it. She says, And yeah, you are flawed and struggling and uncertain, but it is so beautiful the way you try. Oh man, that quote just gets me every time I see it. And it reminds me that it's okay to not always succeed. Sometimes it's just enough to to try. Now let's go ahead and jump ahead to LaFontaine. I love this character. They are one of the funniest characters on the show with some of the best one-liners. Caitlin Alexander is incredibly talented at physical comedy and with facial expressions that just really sell some of the great moments on the show. LaFontaine is eager to study things that are misunderstood and mysterious about Silas. They're sometimes a little over-eager to perform science experiments and to take things apart and see how they work. I see a lot of my thirst for knowledge reflected in LaFontaine. Ever the optimist, LaFontaine and Lara make a good team because they won't let Perry perish when her body is overtaken by Carmilla's mom, the Dean. Some of the outtakes with Caitlin are the funniest to watch from the series. You can see most of the outtakes from all three seasons up on YouTube. So when you finish the series, definitely check them out. I think they'll have you laughing out loud, sometimes to the point of tears. Now let's move on to Perry. Perry is kind of like the mature friend of the group who doesn't want to believe in the weird happenings on Silas' campus. And she always has a logical explanation for everything that's happening around her, even when there shouldn't be an explanation for it. Perry likes things to be neat and clean and to fit in a convenient box with a bow. When everyone else is running around with their, uh, around like chickens with their heads cut off, Perry is urging people to just be normal, which is really funny because no one is really normal, not even her. I won't go into too much depth on any other characters tonight. Um, Danny and Kirsch and Matska and several other characters are pretty cool. Mel is one of my favorites as well. Uh, But I think you'll just have to check out the series for yourself to get to know those ones too. If you don't love Kirsch by the end of the series and movie, I'll be a little concerned that you're a vampire as well. Okay, that brings us to the recommendations for this episode. Buckle up, cream puffs. Oh, I forgot to tell you, that's the fandom name for Carmilla fans. Cream Puffs. (laughs) All right, let's talk about some recommendations. First, of course, I recommend checking out Carmilla on YouTube. You can find all three seasons on Kinda TV's channel. I'll put a link in the description. The episodes are about five to ten minutes long, and you can easily binge a whole season in the length of a typical movie. 
Another recommendation I have for this week is to get caught up on Winona Earp. Seasons 1 and 2 are now up on Netflix in the U.S. and hopefully elsewhere. We'll be having a special Winona Earp-themed episode on Wednesday, July 18th, before the Season 3 release on July 20th. I'd love to have a great discussion about that series, so go ahead and get caught up on that, and we will definitely do that when the time comes. All right, that brings us to the end of the episode, gentle listeners, where I throw the Batwing bracelet out to you. Do you have a favorite fantasy or science fiction web series you think we should check out? Tweet it to us at Lasers Lockets, send us a message from our website's contact us form, or find us over on our Discord channel. The link is in the show notes. Hopefully we'll catch you exploring the magical Silas University Library, and may you not anger Loki, the anglerfish god. We'll catch you back here in two weeks. Until then, get your nerd on and be awesome. All right. <laughs>